Did you call bank? I call game. <laughs> Welcome back to Calling Bank. Another week, fortnight of basketball, NBA action. Very, very exciting. Lots of things have happened. Lots of things to talk about, as per usual. Yeah, what a surprise. I don't know if you know this, but the Golden State Warriors just lost to the Mavericks. I don't know if you remember, but in 2016, the Dallas Mavericks, of course, took Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut, and Golden State Warriors got Kevin Durant. This is not how it should have played out. Golden State should have won, but we'll get there. We have we'll a lot talk, to discuss there today. There could be a good reason for that, Harry, and we can talk about that reason. We've got games of the week, we've got the hot topics, and we've got some, just like some trades we'd like to see. We're not going to substantiate on them. We just want to see them, see what happens. We'll just throw some names. Just don't tell Stephen A. He might get angry with us. All right, so Will, you've got your game of the week. You're heading to the Eastern Conference. Yep. Who are you covering? Uh, I'm looking at Toronto Raptors versus Detroit Pistons. What a game. Dwayne Casey, back, uh, back in his hometown of Toronto. And that's exactly why I chose this game. So this good, game... It was also a very good game. Very good game. So I think two reasons I chose this game. The comeback by mm. Detroit, and also the ultimate revenge, as I like to call it, by Dwayne Casey and the Pistons. Down 19 points in the third quarter. You think, all right, that makes sense. Toronto's a better team. They're much they'll better go, team. They'll go on and just win this. They're at home. But then Detroit come back. And they win 106-104. Um, for me, this game was always going to be quite emotional. I think it was the first time that Dwayne Casey has returned to face his former side in Toronto with the Raptors, as we may know. Uh, Casey coached the team over seven seasons. They won 320 times, multiple franchise records, Coach of the Year award, yada, yada. I don't know if you know this, but he actually got fired even after being Coach of the, coach year. Of the year last year. Exactly. So, I mean, this year, rather. This is what happens when you get swept by the Cavs through every series you play in the playoffs. Um, the Raptors even put together a tribute video for him during the first time out of the game, which was actually quite that's nice. That's nice. I mean, nice. they should have, even though they stabbed Fired him in the back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of what Toronto does, right? Stab you in the back? Yeah. You can ask DeMar DeRozan Exactly. Yeah. I will ask him. Um, the game itself, in the final 16 minutes, Detroit outscored Toronto 42-23. to 23, Jeez um, And shot 56% from the field. Um, the game ultimately actually came down to the last 10 seconds, though. In the last 10 seconds... 104-104, Kawhi Leonard has the ball. They decide to run an ISO play for Leonard. The ball bounces off his foot. Yeah, that was weird. weird. You don't expect Kawhi to just like turn it, turn over. it over so quickly. Yeah. Two seconds left to play. Coach Casey has to draw up two plays because one of them got stopped by um, Pascal Siakam. They draw up another one. Last second, Reggie Bullock sinks it. Which is you, when, when you think of a game winner, do you think of Reggie Bullock? No. Of the Detroit person? You don't. You don't. Blake Griffin? Maybe. Ish Smith? Maybe. Reggie Jackson? Maybe. Not, uh, Reggie, not Reggie Bullock. Bullock. But Reggie Bullock got the he winner. Did it. He did it. Um, to give the Raptors some credit in terms of the team itself they had out there, Serge Barker was out, CJ Miles was out, Norman Powell was out, and Danny Green got injured during the game as well. So really, yeah. you're down a bit of depth. Two starters were out. But yeah. they should have probably still been you destroyed. You still have Lowry. You still have Valanciunas. You still have Kawhi. Kawhi. Really. Exactly. And, you know, Freddie Van Fleet. Yeah, and he still played. He's so, not been as great this year. Not as great. Um, like, the other takeaway for me, like most teams, the times the Raptors have lost this year, they shoot poorly. So in this game... Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me if you shoot poorly, you lose games. It's a make or miss league. It is, um, a, it is a make or miss league. Um, in, the, in this game, Toronto shot only four from 20 from three-point range. Uh, Jeez, that is awful. Awful. And the other two previous losses up to that point, they also shot sub 30% from three. Okay. So yeah. if they're shooting a three ball badly, they normally lose. For Detroit, if we look at their team, Blake Griffin. Yeah. My God, he's had a good start to this yeah. year. In this game, 30 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. 
He has put on a stellar season. He's been very good thus far. He's the an Blake East, of old. East All-Star. Yeah, definitely. easily. Definitely. Uh, keeps up this good start. He's currently averaging 25 and 10. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> definitely not bad. Not bad. They'll probably make the playoffs, Detroit. Yeah. I think this team is probably, the way it's structured, and we're not going to talk about Detroit that much this year for good reason, but whilst <laughs> we are talking about them, I'm honestly seeing Detroit as a seventh, eighth seed in the East potential to upset teams like Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Philly on their yeah. day. Do I see them beating them four times in a series? Probably Absolutely not. not. Um, so basically, it's a first-round exit playoff team. Can I say, though, it's really funny. With all the trades that have happened this season, the East is actually looking quite formidable at the moment mm. when you've got Toronto, Milwaukee, Philly, Philly. and Celtics. Like, and then Indiana. And Indiana as well. Even, I mean, if Oladipo is out, different story. But look, it's, it's a pretty tough league. And I think Detroit, yeah, they could... Pull off a one-game upset. One game? They might lose 4-1. Four four one. One. That's okay. Dwayne will take that. Dwayne exactly. Casey. Um, does this change? Does this game change my views on either team? Not really. Um, it was cool, though, to see Dwayne Casey get that come-from-behind win. He ran onto the court to celebrate with his new team after Reggie Bullock's bu- bucket as well, which was actually quite cool. That is cool. Um, as Kyle Lowry put it at the end of the game, it's a good win for him. I'm sure he's happy, but we're not happy. I'm not happy for him. Yeah, what are you going to say? I'm real happy that my team lost, even though we lost to a bad team. Exactly. But I like my ex-coach. I like my ex-coach. They all Why like is him. Lowry still playing? That's what I want to know. Like, surely he He's should in... have asked for a trade by now. I, but yeah, it's Toronto. He likes Toronto. Yeah, fair. All right, all let's right, talk about so yours. Who are you talking about you, this week? You picked a team that I think we haven't covered that much, Detroit. So yeah. I decided to pick a team that we also haven't covered that much, the Clippers. Mm. So the game is Clippers versus Bucks. It was a 128-126 overtime win for the Clippers. Uh, in the end of regulation, Gallinari, of course, used to play for the Denver Nuggets and got New signed, York. Got signed to a pretty decent deal by the Clippers last season. And he's fine. He missed the go-ahead in regulation and then... Oh, my man, Sweet Lou, sixth man of the year, hits the game winner. Giannis in the closing seconds, like Kawhi, loses the ball. Time running out, and that's it. It's yep. all done. This was a very interesting game because Avery Bradley for the Clippers was out. Yep. Luka Bamute was out. He's just been injured. He has been injured. It's but like, there's your defense. Yep. And they still managed you know, to get an overtime win. For the Bucks, let's speak about them, and then we'll go a bit more in depth into the Clippers. Yep. Uh, Brooke Lopez. Yep. Started shooting threes when he was in the Lakers and it was yep. lovely. Yeah, yep. Really in Brooklyn he started. 34% from three or something? He hit six three-pointers. Yeah, wow. Uh, which was insane. The Clippers also had a 15-point lead early in the second quarter. Bucks, Bucks fought back. Um, Giannis, you know, did quite well. Did the tying dunk with a minute to go in overtime. Um, but really, it was a Clippers game. Yep. And why I want to speak about this game is because the Clippers, they're like, what, 10 and 6? 10-7? Yeah, they're doing well. They're doing a lot better than anyone expected. And my yep. question is why? Yep. And I think there's a couple of reasons. So one of them is their rookie. I can't even pronounce his name, but Shai. Shai Gil- 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 Gilgius Alexander. Gilgius, no, it's Gilgius. It's Gilgius. Just, it's just Gilgius Alexander. Okay, so Gilgius Alexander, he's he a is a really good rookie off yeah. the bench. I mean, he's now starting, um, but... He's just a really solid player. I did have, you know, stats on him. So he's 10-3-3, shooting 48% field goal, 41 from three-point land. That's good. That's that, good. Is, that is great stats, for a, stats for a rookie. But it's more than that. This game, the game against Milwaukee, was won, I would say, by the energy and defense of a single man. Montreal Harris. He is not Harrell, a bad player. Sorry. He's not a bad player. He's a great player. As Rivers said, as Doc Rivers, the coach said, who was also a phenomenal coach, like he really turned the game around at halftime. He came out, he had the energy, it was infectious, and he won he won them the game. Now he 
He was he was nuts. He had 26 points, nine of 12, nine rebounds, and the bench itself, Sweet Lewin and Mon, on Montrez, 52 points between them. They it's those two. They six and seven. Six and seven players coming off the bench. And I think are, are, the, are the bench. And this is why their team is so strong. So on paper. They've got no superstars. Tobias Harris is amazing. 2011 in that game. Patrick Beverly also played well. Five from eight from three. And everyone knows that Harris is, mm. is great. Yeah. I think he's a very, very good player. Very un- underrated in this league. I, I love him. He's also on my fantasy team, yep. which helps. Um, but on paper, they don't have any real superstars. A lot of mid-level talent with Gallinari, Patrick Beverly, you know, even Machine Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, Sweet Lou, and Montrez, who's just looking at most improved player of the year. Like He's, he's been incredible. Very he's been very good. But it's their chemistry and their coaching. So yep. Doc Rivers, he, has, he knows he's got a hustle team. He knows a team that has energy, that will make plays, that will do. And there's no ego there. They're about defense. Defense and, and, and tenacity. Their defense and tenacity. They are they're a much better team than people give them credit for. And it's purely because they've got a hunger for the game. Yep. And I reckon the Clippers could maybe even make the playoffs. Mm. At the rate they're playing now, they're beating good teams. Of course, they're losing some games. They shouldn't be losing, but... You know, for them to beat the that's Bucks, what the, that's the thing with the middling teams, right? They'll beat the good ones and sometimes lose to the bad lose ones. Lose to the bad ones, like the Lakers got blown out by Orlando today. Well, you know, the that's Orlando fine. playoff team in the East at the moment that yeah, shows you the East. I don't want to say anything about that. Or the bottom half of the East, bottom but yeah, I think East. Clippers are a team not to sleep on. I think with Doc as their coach, anything could happen. Yeah. I just hope they don't trade away uh, some of their mid-level players, like Sweet Lou or Tobias Harris, for to try peace. and get a, a yeah. superstar. Yeah. Like if Jimmy Butler went to that team, I love Jimmy, but sorry. This team is perfect as it is. I don't think they do anything. I mean, like, Tobias Harris is coming off contract, which is an issue. Yeah, so they probably won't keep him. But if they get a Kawhi or if they get a Jimmy Butler, who both have said they've got interest in playing in the Clippers, who knows what they could be next year. But for this year, I reckon they're 7th or 8th seed. Like Detroit, they sneak their way into the playoffs. Which I will mean, be, that's a lot harder in the West. But It is a lot harder. Well, is it? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's still early days. We were going to do uh, early season previews, but we realized that's a bit too early because it's like... <laughs> Three weeks into the actual season. No, no, um, we're, in, we're into month two now. We are. Please. So these are our games of the week. Will, what's your hot topic? Yeah, so we've got three hot topics. We've got two and a half. Two really. and a half. Well, I, well yeah, look, we got like three, but two and a half ones. Two and a half. Two and a half ones. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to start off with the thing that we've been talking about quite a bit. The biggest news story in the NBA at the moment, which is just obscene. Yep. Even though you know. Mello also off contract and Jimmy Butler had a trade. This is still the biggest story the biggest in the NBA. Story. We're going to talk about KD versus Draymond Green. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, mm. they had a fight and then Kevin told his mum and then his mum got involved and it was all very awkward. Mm. And now they're losing a lot of games, three or four. Yep. Lost three or four of their last games, not against good teams. Yep. I know. Tell and me about it. Tell look, me what look, happened. I, I think we should go through the incident again because I, I just wanted to clarify. Please, let's, let's relive that highlight. Also, I've got to check with you now. Am yeah. I allowed to use swear words? Or uh, let's bleep. Let's bleep. Let's be. We're PG here. Okay, we're PG. We're PG thirteen. Okay, okay. Um, so, if you hadn't heard exactly what had happened uh, last Tuesday in the game between Golden State and the Clippers, in the final four seconds of the game, it was all tied up. Yeah. Draymond Green steals the ball. He had the ball in the corner of his eye. He saw an open KD. And KD knows four seconds to go. He's, he's the guy. He's Steph, wasn't, Steph wasn't Steph's there. Out. Clay's Steph's having out. terrible shooting season except for that 52-point game. You, you can literally see KD clapping his hands, being like, it's my Please. ball. I'm Please. ready. I'm ready. Give me that ball. I'm ready to take that last shot. He sees him, ignores him, and off he goes, dribbling down the court. Dribbles down the court, turns it over. Doesn't even get a shot up. 
It was one of the worst plays I've seen in basketball. Steve Kerr is probably on his sideline, pulling out his back. He's like, you know what? I'm happy to get another back surgery. Yeah, this so- is what I have to watch. <laughs> um, obviously, the game goes to overtime. KD and Draymond Green are then seen to have words on the bench, and then they're losing overtime. Yeah. And the words on the bench, of course, is what sparked all the fury. I mean, really, Draymond Green's terrible. I mean, people make bad choices. It happens. I've yes. seen it in many a games. I don't but know. This if seems seen... calculated. Yeah. Look. When, he, like, in the moment, he's probably like, "I know exactly what I'm doing." Yeah. So what did what did he say to Durant on the bench? Uh, so reporters believe that Draymond Green called Durant a B, female dog, female as dog, you, as it were, B multiple times. Uh, you're a B, and you know you're a B. Yeah. Which I mean, like. If you were saying that to a mate, you wouldn't be so happy. Like, no. I would feel offended if someone said that to me. If I, I mean, I, I said that to you last night. It was you rude. You, was, you were up, I was unhappy. You, I, you know what? Me. Next time there's four seconds on the clock, I ain't passing to you. No, I'm going to jack up nothing and just turn it over. Exactly. Um, and that kind of rhetoric continued even when Steve Kerr tried to be like, guys, we've got a game here. Let's, you know, let's go and win this game in overtime. So we got the whiteboard out. That didn't seem to help. Um, and then Green... She just broken the whiteboard. I know. She just smacked him with the head on it. Um, then Draymond goes to Durant, which is probably the worst part of it. Like, the B part, okay. Sure, that's pretty bad. But when you go, we don't need you, we won without you, leave. But why would that be bad? He's under contract. Oh, oh. Wait. Until the end of this season. Exactly. And then he's going to be a free agent and sign with and the leave. Lakers. And leave. Maybe not the Lakers. Everyone reckons the Lakers. Yeah. And by everyone, I mean I heard Jarrett Jack said the Lakers. Yeah, we heard uh, Harry say the Lakers. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty bad. Um, the outcome after this game was that Draymond Green got suspended for one game without pay. Great. Uh, he's still getting paid enough. Um, and GM Bob Myers described Draymond's actions as detrimental to the organization. You know what, though? Kevin Durant's getting bloody peed off by this at the moment. Yes. Anyone asks him about it, he's just like, go away, like, yeah. move on. He, he's just like, I don't want to talk about it. You know what's funny is I actually don't like this, I'm sorry, I don't like this segment because I think at the end of the day, politics in a team, you guys saw that, we don't care. Yeah. You work, make it work and it's the same with the Jimmy Butler trade that we'll yeah. speak about later. If you're going to have sooks in the NBA, don't play. Yeah. You either do your job and take it and work together as a team and make it work because you're yeah. a team, Yeah. even if it's just till the end of the season, yeah. or you just don't play. Just, yeah. Like, we don't need that drama. We're not the Kardashians live. No, we, we, don't really ca- we don't care about this stuff. But why Why actually am bringing this up? Because, I, like, normally with incidents like this, I'm like, I don't care. It means nothing. Yeah. But does this actually mean something? And, and like, my question is, is, is the chemistry going to be that broken that KD and Draymond can't work together that, that this team doesn't win a championship? Well, because, to be honest... The only way they lose is if they lose internally. Yeah, there's no team in this NBA that is better than Gong, especially with Boogie. As soon as Boogie Boogie. comes, I think you know what. I think judging from their last couple of games, although Draymond was out with his toe and the suspension, there's something not working. The rest of their team is just not playing well at the moment. Draymond Green's actually playing terribly. Mm. Clay can't shoot at the moment. Katie's the only one on the team that's actually pulling a bit away. And even then, he had to score like what 32 points Mm. to beat. The Suns? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, their chemistry is not... They need Steph... As much Steph as Curry. Kevin Durant was the MVP of finals the past two seasons, Steph Curry is their leader. Yep. That's the thing. So I, I think this is the thing. If, if Steph is injured, they're done. Yeah. I, like, I, it's yeah. really early to say that. I mean, look, he's also... He's back in a couple of days. I know. He's going to have 10 days off and... He's got like another you know, three, four days that he's going to be off and he's going to be reevaluated. probably play at the end of this month. Yes. But what I'm saying to you, but what, what I mean by done, mm-hmm. I don't care about these regular season losses. It doesn't actually matter. These no. losses right now, great. We can talk about and be like, look, they're not playing that well because they don't like each other. Who what really cares? 
playoff time. They're, they're going to make the playoffs. They'll be a one, two, three, four. It doesn't really matter. They're still the best team. So whatever seed they get, it's going to come down to, is Steph going to be healthy? If Steph is healthy, they probably still win because you know he keeps everything together. I just don't know. With When you have Boogie Cousins in there, who's like a 25 and 12 player, on top of everyone else... I think you can actually not have curry and you'll be fine. But the chemistry. We're talking yeah, about the chemistry. Okay. You've got guys who don't like each other. It doesn't matter if you've got Boogie. Yeah. Because Boogie doesn't help chemistry. Yeah. In fact, he's probably bad for chemistry. I think he's bad yeah, for chemistry, so for sure. So, really, with Steph Curry, as Steve Kerr put it, he's a guy who we can count on to keep things rolling. When you have a guy like Steph Curry, it makes your whole world easier. It's an admission to me that Steph Curry is going to be the thing that keeps this team together, mm-hmm. that keeps people distracted about the fact that KD and Clay are both free agents at the end of this year, and the fact that their chemistry really just relies on him. I think Clay actually stays. Yeah, uh, Clay, Clay, I think Clay stays. And I think the chemistry is when Steph's there, he, yeah, it's there. But I think also their bench is a bit soft this year. I don't think it's as deep as it Iguodala's has been getting in the past. Old. Yeah, Iguodala's getting old. Jurepko's fine. Like, Quinn Cook has his moments. Sean Livingston isn't playing as well as he normally He's does. He's injured as well. Yeah, no, Looney. It's fine. But I think they have to get this sorted, and they have to get it sorted not anytime soon, but by January. But like I said, they January. can lose as many games. Yeah. From January, as soon as Boogie comes back, they win every single game. Yep. As long as Steph Curry's not injured. Yep. It'll be interesting. All right, let's go back to the I what I think really should be the biggest story. This is the two biggest stories. The two players that have been either dropped or traded. Yep. And let's talk, let's finally, talk first. Jimmy Butler, the trade has happened. Miami, nah. Washington, nah. Everyone else Houston, in the league, forget about Houston it. Houston four first round picks wasn't yeah. good enough. But 76ers, it wasn't so far. It's been going okay. For both. For both teams, I would say. So we know the backstory. Butler was unhappy. He had a bit of a sook about it. The players weren't playing hard enough. And it's funny because after his game in the 76s, like everyone knows they, if they're doing something wrong, I'm going to tell them. And like everyone knows they're wrong. They're going to do it well. Yeah. Like obviously such a change in scenery. Yeah. So what was the actual trade? You get Butler and an injured second year, Justin Patton, who's not going to play. I think he's done. He's done for Saric Covington, an unwanted veteran, Jared Bayless. Who no, used to be good off. maybe five years ago. Yeah. And a 2022 second round pick. Yeah. So essentially it's Butler for Saric and Covington, which yeah. was always going to be the trade yep. who wins this trade Jimmy Butler is a phenomenal player he's a top, top 15 talent yeah but Covington and Cyrus that's a lot to pay I'm just putting it out there for the depth of their team depth is the issue so Timberwolves they won their game and the 76ers lost on the buzzer for the first game after yep. the trade yep. uh, so you know what you look at that and you say oh maybe the Timberwolves won yep. no. no there's a lot of factors to it so the 76ers their biggest problem now is they don't have a small forward. They've got... No. They've got... Win- <laughs> well, Butler will play there. Yeah, Butler will play there, but really, he shouldn't be. He should be shooting, shooting guard. guard. But uh, he'll play some more forward. Even Wilson Chandler, they've got a, a less deep bench. Like, he got rid of a defensive all-time first yeah. team. He's and Saric, who hasn't been having a great year, but still, we know, can be a good player. Uh, so you can, get, you can get a small ball lineup, you know, without Embiid, and Ben Simmons is the point guard, fine. Um... Butler, of course, is the perimeter playmaking scorer. Well, we've seen their team now. Their team now is Simmons, yeah, Redick, Butler, Chandler, and Embiid. And it's fine. Or Mike Muscala. Yeah, Mike Muscala sucks. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. You just yeah can't handle it. 
The, the, the thing is, people think Butler's going to sign a long-term deal, then you've got a big three and 76ers, then they get pieces that suit around them. You kick JJ, yep. you, you toss some stuff around. Yep. Looking at the Wolves, it's the best thing for Carl-Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Covington, they can now play. Covington's good. Covington can I just say, though, Carl-Anthony Towns since that trade? He's been phenomenal. He has been. So even Andrew Wiggins has been better. shooting well. Better. Better. Yes. Carl-Anthony Towns has been who we all thought he was. Covington, I think, is a phenomenal addition. I think Saric could improve. Yep. But I think they actually won in terms of depth. So who are the other losers and winners? A mega loser is Markel Fultz. Well, he went from starting to now bench and now... If that, the limited minutes. Like, this guy may as well trade. He's essentially a Jahil Okafor. I don't know why the 76ers do this so often. But uh, he's not going to... So for Jason Tatum... Yeah... They gave sorry, up Jason Tatum. Yeah, Jason Tatum and a first for Fultz. That was a rookie error, a real rookie error, <laughs> in all ways, shapes, and forms. Thank you. Joke. I like that. The winner, Tom Thibodeau, is a coach. He can now finally coach his team. No more Jimmy Butler sitting out whenever the hell he wants and the doing whatever the hell well, he you wants. You know, we're talking about chemistry a lot today. Yeah, chemistry is chemistry much better. here. I mean, I'm sorry. Defensively, Anthony Towns solid. and Wiggins can now be the leaders of that team. Yep. The chemistry that they have, we know, has been good. We saw them get close to eight seed without Jimmy Butler. I reckon they will go as good, if not better, with Covington as on defense. It and Rose playing how he's been playing. And Jeff I love Teague. It. Jeff, Jeff Teague. Teague, yeah. I mean, I think they've got a better team. I think who really loses when you think about it is Tom Thibodeau as the basketball executive. Yes, he essentially traded. Laurie Markkinen, yep. who, although injured, is a phenomenal player. Okay. Zach Levine, who's, who's most improved player in the league and is absolutely phenomenal from offense. He can't defend, but that's fine. Chris Dunn, who I thought in his rookie year was actually quite great. I thought he was... Sorry, I'm going to change that. I thought he was shit in his rookie year. Okay. But he was very good last year. So I actually... Oh, is this his third year? His I meant last year. year was his last third year. Was his yeah, yeah. So his first, first year, was, year terrible. was terrible. His second year, sorry, much better. Much I thought better. he was second year. Now he's a starting point guard for the Bulls at the moment. He is he's phenomenal. Much I really he's like better. him. Um, and a second round pick for Robert Covington and Dario Saric. Yeah, shit. I think Chicago definitely wins that trade, but it doesn't matter because it, you're, you're looking at playoff picture here. This essentially means Minnesota have a chance. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. They'll make it either. But now they've got a chance and they'll win more games. Yep. So I think, look. Besides that, the Wizards and Heat are huge losers, same as Houston. I think 76ers win. I think Minnesota, Minnesota win. win. I think individual players lose. But I think overall, both teams, I think it is a good trade. Yep. So what I think what I think out of all of this trade, Tom Thibodeau gets fired because they don't make playoffs. Yeah, that's fine. So he, he loses in that regard. And you're right. I think... Fultz is the Fultz is done. But everyone else, I think it's a win. I think they win more games, both teams, because of it. Yep. And you're seeing it. Jimmy Butler's been phenomenal. Last two games, he's been, you know, getting 30 points and playing very well. 76 has solidified themselves as a top four team. Oh, 100%. Because really, you got bucks. I think they still Celtics. need to capitalize on the trade, the free agency in February, yes. and get some better pieces for their bench. They need they need a power forward. They, they need, need a power forward. and They need, they need Ilya Sova and Marco Bellinelli back. That's what they need. They need shooting. They do need, they need shooting. shooting. Yeah, besides it. JJ. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there was another, of course, big player leaving a team, and that is, well, he hasn't left yet. But, but he's going to leave. Carm- Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, let's, let's talk, let's let's talk speak about, about him it. quickly. Because then I want to speak about it. I don't really support college basketball. Yes. But I want to speak about one thing in college basketball. Duke. That's Duke. Just really quickly, and then we'll go over to a fun segment that we've got at the end to finish it off for this fortnight. Yeah. Um, so Carmelo Anthony, the situation. Um, I really... He's a carcass. He's... He's a shadow of a former. What, you mean himself. one for 11 in a game isn't good shooting? I uh, know. What do you mean? 
thing. That's like me. You can pay me what you're paying him to do exactly the same. I can't defend, and I can't can't shoot. Um, If you haven't heard, GM Daryl Murray last week announced that after much internal discussion and only 10 games with the team, Kamal Anthony will no longer be part of the Houston Rockets. I mean, he's he's definitely not the issue of the Houston Rockets, and I I watched a really good segment on... uh, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith and and Max as well, Max Max Kellerman, speaking about how... Yeah, that's not their issue. Their issue is defense. But let's speak about Melo. Let's yep. speak about the issue. The reason cited for this uh, parting of ways is the fit we envisaged when Kamala chose to sign with the Rockets has not materialized. What do you mean? He's not shooting well and he's absolutely pathetic on the bench. Um, although the Rockets have not yet waived Anthony, they're basically allowing his reps right now to sound out the marketplace for landing spot. Um, and since he signed as a free agent this summer, he can't be traded till December 15 trade restriction is lifted. Um, do I blame Carmelo? Yes and no. I, a lot of people are like, this is not his fault. I mean, it is his fault. I mean, if you could play better, you'd you be learn still how to there. defend after like 15 years in the league. You'd, you'd say so, but like in some regards, he didn't do anything like wrong. Like he wasn't unprofessional. No. He didn't come and sulk. It wasn't anything like that. He, he, came did, off, what, he did what he had to do. He caught came in, He came in and played, and he came off the bench. Which people were like, will he come off the bench? Yeah, yeah he was fine with that. Um, as Mike D'Antoni said, when he was tr- he was trying to make the necessary sacrifices, and it wasn't fair to him as a Hall of Fame player, future Hall of Fame player, to play in a role that wasn't good for him. Yeah. What do we mean not good for him? He can't defend. He can't do. He can't follow the Houston scheme, which is switch everything. He yeah. can't. No. He can't defend properly. Look, when he's doing ISO on Raymond Felton, which I saw the other week, that is that's a sign that things are not going well. And he loves taking mid-range jumpers. What is Houston all about? Threes and layups. Yeah. Threes and layups. And all he likes is mid-range. I don't think it was a good fit to no, begin with. The playing style was not suited for Houston. He averaged a career-low 13.5 points on 40% field goal shooting and 33% from three. Which isn't terrible. It's not the worst in the world. Can't defend, when you can't do anything else, it's yeah. shit. Uh, Rockets' net rating is now 12 points better per 100 possessions with him I out mean, of when he doesn't play. They won the last couple of games, so fair enough. What I'm going to finish with, where does he go next? Where do we go from here? Houston, okay, you've gotten better because he doesn't play anymore. You're going to get rid of him. No harm done. You're not really paying They're him anything. Fine. They're fine. I think fine. they'll be better for it. I think really overseas is his best option. But where do you think? If he wants to stay in the NBA... He'll either go to Lakers or Heat. I don't want him. No, thank you. But why will I say that? Because he'll go to one of the Banana Boat brothers. He'll either yeah. go to play with LBJ in... I mean, there's no Russell spot in the Lakers, but... But, but he'll either want to do that yeah. and LeBron will be like, come and play with me, or he'll go to Dwayne Wade. Go to Miami. Miami's the only team that I could see actually in the NBA being like, you know what, we're capped out already, let's just try it. Yeah, We already have Dwayne Wade, why not? I mean, not? they're trying to make the playoffs. I think Lakers, I don't think it would be useful for him to be in the Lakers. I don't think we need more people that miss shots. We've got Lonzo, we've got the You've rest got of Lance the team. You've got Lance Stevenson, don't worry. I mean, he was fine the other day, but okay. Um, but, but honestly, either retire or go overseas. Or yeah. go to the Heat. I think, I, I think those are one of three options. I don't, you see the I don't think he should retire. Options. I think he should go overseas. I think he retires at this point. His legacy is, is done. Like, people will not remember him in Denver, let no. alone New York. But so. he's not going to win the title with the Miami, so he's never going to win an NBA title. No, I think he's done. But yeah. look, That's it's a sad. shame for him. Sad. Now, Anywho, let's let's move on. because Just really quickly, I don't want to speak about Melo. It is very sad. I love him. Also, can I just say Lonzo Ball is shooting phenomenally this I year? Yeah, it's great. I love it. Let's speak about Duke really quickly. RJ Barrett and Cameron, Cameron Reddish uh, are both phenomenal, essentially first five picks. And then, of course, the third one is Zion Williams. 25% point per, 25 points per game, 82% shooting. Well, 33% from three, although he only takes one or two a game. 10.7 rebounds, 2.7 assists, three blocks, one steal, and only one turnover. Wow. Well, they have 
three out of three games they've just blown out. They've absolutely smashed the opponent. In they've got three of their players are going to be top five picks. In it's this obs- year, right? I don't even understand how they're so good. But Zion Williams, everyone's speaking about him. They're like, yeah. he's the next LBJ. But what about Cameron Reddish? What about RJ Barrett? These, this team, is they've got a big three and they're not even in the NBA. NBA. How do you think they go in the NBA? Let, 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 let's just, you know, let's just throw one out there. If they were in the NBA, in are, they be- are they better than Atlanta? Uh, yeah. I reckon I so. Duke would beat Atlanta. <laughs> I'd give it a go. Depends how Trey Young's shooting. If he's still shooting four for 20, then yeah, yeah, they could probably win. I don't think they'd beat an NBA team because they've got still got the rest of the team. Yeah, yeah, of these course. three, yep. on a three-on-three three type of... Like, if they went in the big three, big three. competition... They could beat Atlanta. You just don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. very it's very possible. Um, now, a quick thing that I thought would be fun for us to do before we finish, and keep in mind, we are our next episode is actually just going to be segments from the NBA. Yep. So we'll have we'll have questions that you've sent in and that we've we've prepared ourselves as well. Yep. We're going to ask a, a bunch of teams again: Lakers, Orlando, Utah, Spurs, and then of course Golden State and Toronto. So if you've got any questions, make sure to just hit up the Blitz Facebook page and you can let us know. But trades that I would like to see. And we, we can discuss these, but I thought three trades that I would like to see. You've made these ones up. I haven't actually even seen them till now. And they're a bit I, they're, ridiculous. They're, they're, some of these have just upset me, but yeah, yeah let's I'm go. Glad. I'm let's just go. like, let's spice up the league a little bit. There's not enough spice. One that I think could actually work is Bradley Beal for Brandon Ingram and KCP. I think Brandon Ingram is fine, but I don't think he's a player that Lakers are going to go with in the future. I think Bradley Beal is not working in Wizards. The Wizards are not playing well. KCP is fine, but... You know what? That's not ridiculous. You know what? I heard it actually on first take, which is why I, I thought, you know what? This guy that, actually... That's not a ridiculous show. I don't like the chemistry that Washington have. No, at all. Ingram could fit in at shooting guard. KCP off the bench. He's only on a one-year deal. The issue is you have Otto Porter Jr. getting paid a shit ton of money. A shit ton of money. They're not doing much. But maybe if Bill's out, then maybe that works better. Yeah. Like, no one's trading for John Wall. So no. if you're going to mix up the Wizards... That's not Why is no one trading for John Wall? He's such a great person to have for chemistry-wise. Oh, but it's He's that just, contract. Uh, <laughs> that contract is ridiculous. It's like $40 million. Yeah, uh, the next, next one that I thought was probably the most feasible, I don't even know who Channing Frye plays for. I think it's Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, trade Channing Frye for Vince Carter. You know, Atlanta, Cleveland, they're both tanking. I think it could be fun. Vince plays in, you know, his 20th team, gets to see the whole league. You know, I think it'll be fun. Channing Fry literally went to the Lakers and then said, I'm going back to Cleveland as a free agent. Yeah. He liked Cleveland. Channing, you're weird. No one likes Cleveland. I mean, Colin Sexton doesn't even like Cleveland. And he's their future. Uh, Bye-bye, Kevin Love. And the last one that I thought probably makes the most sense for me is if Dallas Mavericks traded uh, for Trey Young. So perhaps if they did like a Luka Doncic uh, Trey Young Young. trade. Because they just do an inverse of what they did at draft day. And, you know, who knows? I just think it'd be these are interesting things that could happen in our league. I don't know. It gets me excited. I you know what? Now that, know. now that you've come up those three, as I said, one out of those three are feasible. Yeah. Um, I will make my own couple of trades and I will see and we'll, we'll go on the same line, but I'm going to try and make mine a little bit more feasible. And we can yeah, do it. I think we might actually, uh, just before we finish the episode, I think we might make a Calling Bank Facebook page just to post all the basketball stuff yeah. that's that's happening. That's a good idea. Um, but yeah, stay tuned uh, next week, uh, next fortnight. We'll actually be, we're going to have our episode out a little bit later so that we can get all the games crammed in. We've got four big games to cover. It's going to be a, probably a two-part episode, really. Uh, might do half and half and get Will's take on it as well. Yep. Uh, so it should be really good. Thanks for joining us on Calling Back and we'll see you in a fortnight. fortnight. Yep. See ya. Bye, guys.